From the Cats Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. 30 minutes away from kickoff for game one of a critical home and home between Hamilton and Ottawa. This is Tiger Cats pregame presented by Journey Rewards. Andy Fantuz, Ranjan Rupal, and myself, Bubba O'Neill, calling all of the shots. Fans, there's nothing like a holiday escape with redtag.ca, and this year's spaces are limited, so make sure to book in advance to secure your spot on the beach now and be merry later. See the world your way with redtag.ca. Time for speaking with the enemy presented by Red Tag and from TSN 1200 Ottawa. He is the Red Blacks in-game radio analyst, Jeff Afery. Appreciate you checking in. Happy to be here. Good to talk. You know, Jeff, the Red Blacks injury list, it's full of quality players, yet there's something to be feared about an injured animal when backed into a corner. Well, certainly, uh, they've had some pretty good performances, actually, by people who have stepped in for others. Uh, the injury list is lengthy and very productive people on that list. But... You know, you got to deal with the people you got to coach that week and play on the weekend. So here we are. Receiving core is beat up with good names again on that injured list, but people have stepped up and played well in their one-game appearances, two-game appearances, three-game appearances. So we'll see how it works out today. Jeff, I want to get to that receiving core in a sec, but we'll start with the coaching staff here. A big change a few weeks ago with the letting go Paul Lapolice, and Bob Dice steps in as the interim head coach. And... All of a sudden, you see a different kind of energy in this Ottawa Red Blacks team. What has been the difference uh, with Bob Dice stepping in there and, and, and the energy within the team? Well, as you know, Andy, you're not in the you know we're not in the dressing room, so we don't really see the actual goings on. But on the sidelines, it just had the appearance that Paul had sort of lost the team a bit. <clears throat> there was lack of sort of conversations going on. There were players that were sort of off on their own and not paying attention, and so. You know, you, you sense that, and it got worse a couple of weeks before they actually made the move. Um, and then Bob is so well-respected uh, as part of that staff, and he's been here th since 2016. You know, he works really well with the players, allows the players to be involved in what he wants them to do, accepts their opinions, so they really feel a part of the solution. So there's a, it's just a total different dynamic. So when the change occurred, yeah, there was a big lift, a big energy from the team. What was the change perhaps a little too late in the season, or what's the feeling there in, in uh, Red Black Nation? Yeah, I, from the fan base, definitely. <laughs> uh, well, the post-game shows were full of it, and we thought if it was going to happen, we thought that two-week break between the Toronto games was an opportunity to make something, to make that change. But they held on for whatever their reasons were, and they made the, they made the change when they did. And here we are one-on-one -on -one with Bob Dice as the head man. Yeah, certainly want to forget that seven-turnover seven game there uh, <laughs> yeah. with that second leg of that. Uh, but on to the receivers. Uh, a name that Ticat fans are familiar with is not in the lineup tonight. Jalen Acklin, the leading receiver for, for the Red Blacks. A guy that probably has been underwhelming or underperforming for the fans of Ottawa, Darwin Adams, uh, this season so far. But a bright spot, Justin Hardy has come in in the last three games. His only three, three CFL starts put up amazing numbers, led the team in receiving every single game, has more than double as many targets as any other receiver. What can you tell us about this Hardy kid? Well, not a kid. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> just, uh, you know, he's been around. He's been kicking around the NFL for a few years, but he's a guy that makes it happen after the catch. He's a, just a great after-catch player. He's aggressive with the ball. You'll see him attack players. I mean, he's one of those guys, I don't need to tell you, one of those guys that's aggressive with the ball after the catch, and he makes things, gets those yards after the catch. He catches the ball well, runs very good routes. He's very disciplined in everything he does, so he's really been a contributor, and he's averaging almost 90 yards a game 
in these last three games where he's been starting. And so he's really been that guy that's stepped up when you have Jalen step aside, obviously, because of the injury. When you lose Nate Bihar, Nate Bihar who was had I mean, a great year. You know, when he got hurt, he was the number two Canadian receiver in the league. And so there was contributors that were lost, and here's a guy, Justin Hurts, just steps in and gets it done. Jeff, uh, we're looking for a difference maker in the Red Blacks, and I think Red Blacks Nation might have an idea who those could be, but in your estimation, who could be a difference maker in this game tonight? Well, he's been a difference maker all year long from the defensive side of the ball, and that's Lorenzo Malden. I mean, oh. He gets upfield. He plays the run very well, which I think escapes a lot of people. He gets pressures. He makes things happen without getting the sack. And so he is obviously a, a difference maker, but I got to go just a couple of spots down on that defensive line as well. Cleon Lang has been dominant in the last few games. Uh, when we were down in Montreal, he was probably the best defensive player on the field. And that's not something you say often about a defensive tackle. But Cleon's been playing great football. So from a defensive perspective, those, those two guys up front really difference makers, I believe. From an offensive perspective, it's, it's a little bit of a hit and miss because as we just spoke about, you know, we're missing a lot of people. So it's who going to, who's going to step up? And it always falls on the, quarter, on the quarterback's shoulders. So Nick Arbuckle's on a pretty good run here of not throwing the ball to the wrong team. He's been getting the ball, which I really like since yep. Bob Dice came on. And Andy, you'll appreciate this. I like the way they've stretched the field. As an rec ex-receiver, I don't care if it's complete. I want the ball thrown downfield every occasionally. But what they've done is they've done a nice job of throwing the ball downfield on the sidelines, the fade routes, the post corners, to where if you're going to have the problem with the defensive player getting involved, it's going to be very difficult throwing the ball in those areas. So you know, great job by the coaching staff. Who's going to bang the ball in the inside? Who's going to rush that ball tonight? Well, you kind of know who he is, I, I think. Maybe. Jackson Bennett. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Jackson, when he was at training camp, uh, William Powell was hurt. Uh, he was hurt from the get-go. And what we saw and talked to the coach staff, with, they thought Jackson Bennett was the best running back in camp. Right from the no get-go. No surprise. And, well, you would, you have experienced that. Um, I'm an Ottawa U guy. I remember Jackson from Ottawa U, but, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> not in, in this uh, position. But having said that, he just gets it done. Yeah, you know, he's averaging four and a half yards a carry, and he just gets it done. And if you can do that, not that it's an issue here with the team this week, but if you can do that, have that Canadian starting at that tailback position, it can be a ratio breaker. You can get Americans elsewhere. But, I mean, if you looked at the starting lineup, there's nine starting Canadians today. So <laughs> not an issue for the ratio. Quite a gust out there tonight. Quite a gust. And uh, <laughs> we're looking at, you know, two of the best kickers in the league. we got Seth Small, uh, the best average in the league this season uh, versus Lewis Ward, the best average in CFL history. In, not in great his, this season, no. In his short career. Well, still not too bad. <coughs> not what is he, bad. about 85%? Yeah, about 80. that. And uh, how big of a factor is that going to be to hit those, those field goals tonight? Well, you know, every offensive coordinator and every fan wants to give you the same line. Get the ball in the end zone. <laughs> let's, not <laughs> talk about field, points, yeah. let's not talk about field goals. But having said that, it's going to be a big issue. And, you know, you've played here. This, this is a field, a field that's affected by the wind coming off the escarpment. And it is an issue. So it's going to be a test for both those guys. Obviously, the home guys get a little more used to it. And Lewis, to give him credit, he was very erratic early part of the season. He has got it back together again, and he's on a good roll right now. So both these kickers, I think they'll have an interesting time showing us what they can do in these gusting winds, but also the punters. You know, field position's a huge part of this game. We'll huh. see what these two guys can do, because again, both excellent punters. To that point, Andy and I did some research just before this segment. 50 kilometer per hour gusts coming off of that escarpment, so that's definitely gonna be a factor. 
I listened to the post-game show uh, in, in last week, or last game against Montreal. Uh, that's a tough crowd <laughs> on the phones in Ottawa. Uh, and they're, they're passionate fans. I do know that the Ottawa 67s wore those Red Blacks jerseys. I mean, it just tells me that there's some Red Blacks passion going on in that city. Uh, and uh, passionate fan base, they need to see a win tonight. But I thought it was cool that the, the 67s uh, throwing their support behind the Red Blacks. Yeah, no, it, it, they try and do that, you know, associate with the different clubs. Uh, obviously, both of those are owned by OSEG. Uh, and so there is a, a similar goal, if you will, to market both clubs whenever they can. I know the players really enjoyed going over to the 67s game and meeting the fans. And they were, they gave them, you know, the, the hockey players had these uniforms that were basically the football uniforms that they were wearing. And the football players wanted those jerseys. So they are trying to get all the media department, can I get one of those, can I get one of those? So it was, it was a great interrelationship you know, between the whole event that day, both hockey and, and football. And yes, the fans are very passionate about their football. Last one here, we're running out of time, for, unfortunately. You talk about the fan base and Red Blacks Nation. I mean, this has been a tough year, no doubt. I mean, what's the patience level right now? I mean, did they understand that this team was sort of a rebuild going into the season? Well, they understood that, but I felt they, they thought Sean Burke had done a really good job, which I do as well. He brought in a lot of excellent personnel. For a variety of reasons, it didn't happen right off the bat. The first two games against Winnipeg, close games, should have won one of them for sure. Absolutely. And if that happens, maybe it turns the season around, but maybe it doesn't. So yeah, it's it's a, it's it is a, a rebuild from last year to this year, and it continues. But I think the fan base has a general understanding. But you lose. They were so spoiled from the beginning. Well, they were. You go to three <laughs> great cups and you win one of them. But you're talking about losing 21 of 22 home games. I don't care what kind of fan base you got. You're upset. And they are. And they're expecting much more. And Sean Burke has his work cut out for him because not everybody's on a two or three year contract that people he brought in. Fans want to see some more uh, would be and, and cut down in the in the end zone there at, at TD Place. Occasional piece anyway. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, for speaking with the enemy presented by Red Tag, he is Jeff Avery from Red Blacks Radio, TSN 1200 in the nation's capital. Thank you for joining us and have yourself a great call. Welcome.